yes. in many ways. Yes. Sure. So is this your first time at MJBiz? No, this will be my second time. Okay. I came here in 2019. That actually was the last time because it was the last before COVID. And it was, you know, it changed my whole way of thinking about the industry, you know? And, and, and now, you know, last year, last time I came by myself just to take a look. This time I brought all my, my executive team so they can took, take a look as well and, and take the most out of this experience because there's a lot to take from here. Awesome. All right, so let's get into your background. Uh, first, what brought you into the cannabis space? Well, I think uh, it's a, a lot of circumstances, different circumstances. Uh, one is, you know, I've been a consumer for, I will say, 20 years. Congratulations. So, thank you very much. <laughs> and I've been, you know, uh, in my you know, previous career, um, I'm in the, I was in the creative business. I was creative, doing creative development for TV networks and, and, and digital outlets like Google, YouTube, HBO, uh, Sony Pictures. So, you know, there's, there's definitely a connection between creativity and cannabis consumption. Yes. Right? So, there, you know, uh, that was something I was, I, I used wisely, not all the time, but it was something that was definitely a trigger to get some good ideas flowing. And I was doing a lot of comedy, a lot of comedy writing, a lot of stuff, but definitely you can get some help from cannabis. Yes. Uh, so um, I, uh, I'm originally from Venezuela, so I was living there until 2014, working in, uh, doing a lot of stuff for the US and Latin America and in, the, in the content industry, you know, television and digital networks. So then I moved to Miami in 2014, and they called me to develop a reality show about the cannabis industry in Florida. So I was like, yeah, I want to do that. I want to develop that show. You know, it was a good business, and also I was very interested to see how that was going. And I started doing this documentary, you know, and that's how I got a hold of the whole industry in Florida. I was impressed. Living in Florida, I was like, I cannot believe this is happening. I remember going to a cultivation facility that was like eight miles from this and I was like, nobody knows this. We're growing a, a lot of cannabis here, and, and so close to this land. This is just happening, and nobody's aware of it. So that's how we met the people at Fluent. And you know, I was in a moment in my life where I was looking for something different, something exciting. And the CEO at that time just told me like, hey, I think you will be great here. Uh, you want to be a marketing director? And I was like, I'm not a marketing director. I'm a creative director. So if I can help you with marketing, but I want to keep my position of a creative developer. And he, you know, accepted that, and now I'm here, four years later. You know what's awesome is that you won your creative director. I think it's crazy that, you know, cannabis creates so much um, imagination, it creates so much creativity, yet when you look at some of the brands legally right now, I feel like a lot of them lack creativity, they lack imagination. Why do you feel like we're seeing such a, a disconnection between what the plant gives you when it comes to imagination versus what's being brought to us in marketing and, create, and creative? That's a great question. I love it. It has a lot of nuances. Uh, I think one of it is the regulatory side. Like, you know, for example, in Florida, we cannot do all the things that we want to, you know, with creative ones. You know, we, we can find ways, but definitely that puts some limits that, you know, a lot of brands decide not even to, not, they decide not to try. They decide to keep it simple. A lot of, you know, executives and companies think this product as uh, almost as a commodity, you know, like buying gas, that you don't even, you know, you just go to the closest one, the cheapest one, yeah. and that's a huge mistake. And, and that makes sense probably two years, three years ago, five years ago, but now it's all about the brands, you know, like all the companies are starting to, to, to have the, enough product, so now they have to think about, oh, how can I relate emotionally with my consumer? How can I connect 
in another level that it's not just the potency on the on the on, on, on the label, yes, on the label yeah. right so that's where you know branding people like me come in and say hey let's start to build brands where people connect with you know and that's a lot that's where creativity comes so i do think especially on the west coast you're starting to see a lot of cannabis companies starting to understand that they're cannabis brands more than companies and that's what's actually going to make them make them thrive and that's good it's a trend that's going slow but but it's a positive one and it's definitely one that influence i'm obsessed with it like i, I just want to like uh, like i always tell my team we're not here to talk to to the original crowd like the early adopters and the, the can culture people and only we're here to talk to everybody and for that we need to be very creative in how to build our brands and create all these things for different type of consumers. Alright, so great. Let's talk about your team and let's talk about um, your team at Fluent. What was it like, how hands-on were you when it came to putting together your team? Because again, you, you are such a creative person. Were you like, I need this type of person, oh not gosh. such a business person? I'm loving your questions, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, you're triggering me here. Uh, no, but when I started at Fluent, First of all, it was called Knox Medical. It was a horrible brand, and, and one of the things I did was convince the team there to rebrand to a more yeah, relatable brand. Thumbs down name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and that, that that took a while, but I, when I started the company, and you're gonna laugh, it was you know 2018, before it was still very early on the on the market uh, and, and thriving as a market, but it still was good market. And I asked like, hey, as my first day of the job, like, hey. Where's my team? It's like, you don't have any team. There's that girl that you might get some help for. And okay, so I guess I have to build a team. And then it's like, okay, where's the website? Like, I knew the website. I was like, give me the access to the website. It's like, no, we just build a website that is, a, that is we cannot make any changes. Like, oh my God, like, they need a lot of help. And then the last question was like, can you give me the brand manual? Like, I want to see, you know, if you are a company, you should have a logo and and they were like, no, it was a friend that just made us a logo. Oh. So, you know what? <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Because I, sometimes it's better just to start from scratch. Yes. So, what I did, and I was really happy that the team there, the executives, were embracing that they got somebody to make the change, the necessary changes, and they just trusted me. So, I built a new website from scratch, built their e-commerce platform. Right now, we're, our sales are 50% online. So. That definitely made a big change. I rebranded the whole company and I built a team to your question. And I told them, I don't want to build a marketing team. I want to build an in-house agency. I want to have creative people in my team because to be honest, all the agencies outside that you can, you, you can find, they don't know anything about cannabis. They come like, hey, why don't we do ads on Instagram? It's like, get out of the door, please. You don't know, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, this is not any other industry. So it was easier and actually more cost-effective for me to build a team. So I hire a designer, a graphic designer, I, I hire a copywriter, I have I hire digital marketing specialists, and I build like a li li little digital agency with a lot of branding, uh, you know, uh, you know, capabilities and skills. And that's what we have done to build an amazing brand that is cool and that people connect with it because of the brand and all the messages we create and not just because we have amazing products. That's amazing, man. So what do you feel like are some of the biggest missteps that a lot of brands are making when it comes to trying to market their product now? Like you did mention, we're just going to put Facebook ads and Instagram ads. That's automatically a no-no. Yeah. What are some of the things you feel like are people are making, uh, mistakes people are making? Well, it depends. Uh, one of the things that happens when you talk with other markets is this 
idea that every mar every market is the same. Yeah. Is in cannabis, is actually the opposite. I would say like every state is a different planet. Yeah. So you have these conversations with people from California. I want to partner with our brands, and they sit down. And it's like we're gonna do billboards. So it's like billboards. Like like, have you read the regulations in Florida? It's not gonna happen anytime soon. So it's very important to really before starting to shoot ideas to really understand kind of the regulatory framework where you have to kind of work. So that's, I, I think, has been a big mistake. Another that I mentioned before is companies that don't think that brands, building brands is important. They just want to build product and production, production. Don't get me wrong, that's very important. But brands, and that's what my way of saying it, like you don't build a brand in a day, you know? Brands are like humans or animals. They are, they are like babies and they grow and you have to feed them and, and they have a personality. That, so why not start now? You know, why, if you're waiting for production to come, okay, but you can start building your brand. And that's what we've done. You know, we, we didn't wait. We just started building a brand and we're starting to see the results of that. You know? That's great. So why would you feel, to a, uh, speak to a customer, why would Fluent be something that I would want to choose? Well, many reasons, I think. One is the customer experience, you know, because, you know, everybody talks about product and we'll talk about that later. And that's definitely where a lot of companies try to differentiate themselves. But then you go to dispensaries, we're vertically integrated, so that's important to know, we take care of everything. You go to dispensaries and the experience are not that great. They, like, it's almost like in and out, like, come get it, go out, like, sir, you're not in a, in a, in an environment that you feel like welcome. So that's one thing that we said, like, hey, first of all, we have a big range of demographics that we need to serve, from, you know, uh, adult users, heavy users that are loving this product for many years. That's, you know, they're very important. They consume a lot of products, but then you have women, young professionals, senior citizens in Florida. It's a huge oh, yeah. market. Yeah. And every, a senior citizen, for example, they come in worried about potency. They don't want anything that is too potent. But if you go with a heavy user, they always come like, what's the most important thing you have? So you really need to have, be careful on what to say because this, the same message can be completely different from two different demographics. So if, if, you, if you have a bad uh, trained bartender can give a, you know, a senior person that is trying to get a cannabis for the first time a high potency you know, product, they're probably gonna have a bad time. You know, and they're not gonna have a good experience. So we are very focused on experience at the store so that's one thing that everybody tells that we do, do a much better job than any other dispensaries and it's not only the education all the just check marks that everybody said it's just the understanding on who are we talking to and what are they want because everybody's different and this industry is expanding so and that's great that's great for business and great for the industry but not everybody's looking for the same thing so that's one thing the other of course is product quality you know and and we understood that quality doesn't mean that you have to have the best quality, you just have to be clear on what's the best quality. Right? Yeah. So for example, we have, we launched in April in 420, just you know, planned for all that whole thing. We were, watch, we were taking a look at the market and seeing, okay, Florida has a lot of flour, but high quality flour, it's kind of difficult to find because every, uh, all companies are vertically integrated. So they're big so you need to escalate and you know when you escalate quality gets you know a little bit of get sacrificed a little bit so we decided to okay we want to keep our flower out but let's find professional growers and we found the best ones based in florida there are legendary growers in florida called freedom town and they've been growing flower 
since you know the 80s and they're like very popular there and we they were looking at ways to kind of get into the legal side so we, we embraced them we brought them in we built them a facility and we developed this brand called Sweetwater that is premium cannabis so it's supposed to be smaller batches higher price but the product is completely amazing so it's not that we decided one or the other we just gave Here's this option yeah. if you're looking for it. And here's this option if you're looking for it. And there's different occasions. We get we get people to say like, hey, most of the times I buy the regular flower, but sometimes over the weekend it's like a nice bottle of wine. You know, you wanna buy something better because it brings some friends yeah. and stuff. So we are all about giving you the options instead of just focusing on one thing, which is something you have to do as a vertical integrated company. You cannot find just one. You have to kind of be big. Thanks, you know, you speaking again about marketing, and you touched on it when you spoke about dispensaries. I tell people all the time, like, my, I'm 40. Yeah. I am not a dispensary person. Like, I've always grown up being able to get weed from somebody I knew, and I feel like that's my generation. Yeah. I feel like the generation that's going to be going to dispensaries are my niece's age, who is 12. Yeah. She's going to be a dispensary person because that's all she's going to know. Yeah. How are you designing out dispensaries, and how do you, and when you're coming up with dispensary ideas and how to make them like streamlined and make them attractive to people, do you think about that that maybe our target demographic might not be people who are so used to going to dim to, to, to um, dispensaries maybe our target demographic is somebody who's just now born well that's a, I do see it as a generational thing I mm -hmm. see it all, almost like um, that this is the, the way businesses run in 2021 2022 in this time so to your point uh, I actually think the dispensary as a concept it's gonna still stay, but it's not gonna be as important as it is right now. Okay. Because especially in, in every state, but in Florida, you need to go to a dispensary to get your product. Yeah. You can it's get a, a delivery, but it's a very complex way. But as soon as that is loosened a little bit, people are just gonna want to get a delivery. They they, they just want to get their home, or they just want to get in and out. Yeah. So you, one of the things we're doing is. We understand some people want to have 20 minutes conversation about the product, but we understand some people want just getting in and out, so we're actually building express stores. Right oh, now. perfect. So it's basically the idea of you're going to go in, it's a store that you probably want to order from your phone or your computer ahead of time, and if you don't, you're just going to find a little kiosk at the, uh, at, the, at the waiting area, order your stuff, wait two to five minutes, it's going to be ready for you to go. And I, I was always joking with my with my executive team, like, hey, when you, like, to your point, when you were in the black market to go to a dealer, like, most of the times you wanted to get in and out. It's in not, and out. You, you don't want, like, hey, let me chat with my dealer this half the, an hour. That's the worst drug dealer. I don't yeah. want to talk to you for three hours in your house, man. Right? Exactly. Just give it away. So, and we came up with this internal strategic kind of uh, messaging for my marketing team because everybody was talking about, not, not not us, but all the other companies, like the experience and, you know, experience at the store, and that's important, I mentioned it, but it's like, you know what? The experience is the product, yeah. you know? The experience is there, so people just want to get it and go home and, and have the experience there, because that, you know, the, that's the main act, you know, the cannabis, you know? Not, it's not the store, it's not the service, but when all the other companies are offering that same thing, you, offer, you need to add, uh, all, as I told you, try to give um, service to all the types of necessities. So the people that have a lot of questions, we'll, we're, we're there for you. And there's a place, we actually have private consultation rooms that, that works amazingly for senior citizens. They're scared, they don't want to talk about it with other people in the room. So it's like, take me, let, let, 
teach me how to vape. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, Real I'm, questions, yeah, yeah. Teach I, me how to vape. Yeah, it's incredible. Like yeah. we uh, we have this story that we were telling like uh, a senior citizen that for the first time the doctor told him to go. It's like here's your battery, here's your cartridge. So you're gonna vape, and he stay like, what is it? You know. The, uh, that's when you need to start something. Yes. And then you get, you know, the other spectrum that is the, the expert, the cannabis expert that comes in and knows everything. And they're just like, I want this, I want that. Don't even wait a second to explain it because probably I know more than you, you know. Like, so, so being able to serve that range is really important for us. Awesome, awesome, man. You know what? You really answered a lot of questions for me. You made me feel there is a niche for me i can go into the dispensary as long as you have an express line because i do yeah. not want it i don't you don't have to explain it to me for 20 minutes i know exactly what i want yeah well we're doing each actually we we in florida we have in the state of Lawood, we have drive throughs so there's some stores that make more revenue on the drive through than on the sale floor yeah, so sometimes it's like almost like chick-fil-a you know you go chick-fil-a and you see that line of a hundred cars outside and then you go inside it's like three people that ha is happening in the stores and it tells you that point. The people just want to like in and out, you know, especially on their, after they kind of established you as your to-go dispensary. They don't need more information. They know what you have and, and that's it. Oz, where can people find out more about Fluent? Well, the, the, the website, that's where everything's there. Getfluent.com and you can find all the information, all our brands, all, all, all the states that we operate. We, own, we, we are in Florida, but we also operate in Texas, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. But Florida is where we have the big, the big, you know, the big dispensaries and where we focus a lot of time. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time. And that is Cash Color Cannabis High Level of Conversation live from Las Vegas at MJ Biz.